You're listening to Brand to Brand, a not so serious marketing show for serious marketers. With your host, Thomas Sterling. Hey, everybody. Today on the show, we're diving back into the metaverse. We'll take a look at brands like National Geographic and Spatial to explore brands making a name for themselves in VR. All right, let's kick things off. Back in the studio again. This time, we're coming straight from the metaverse. No, we're we're not. What are you, what are you, yeah, I'm in I, the metaverse. I know, right you're now. in the metaverse and you have a VR headset on. I'm in the real reality. And- I just I just wrapped up some supernatural <laughs> time and I got to say, it was awesome. I don't think it works if I if one of us is in the metaverse. I feel like we'd both we, have to be there to record the episode. You know what? We probably should have got a second headset. Maybe let me just <laughs> take this off. Welcome back to reality. Oh boy, that is that's a lot. If you want to if you want the nunchucks as well. <laughs> I know we talked about this before, but honestly, I feel like not much has changed in the metaverse. There's been a lot of developments, but I also feel like not a lot of people have really had a chance to really explore VR. No. Have you? I'm going to have to after <laughs> After this. watching me yeah. use it? After watching you get set up for the episode and, and test it out. I, I mean, feel like I have to. There's some parts about it I really like, but then it's also very disorienting. Yes, and I think what's tough is so many of the graphics and screenshots of what I've seen and the capabilities are not that impressive. Oof. I don't know if that offends anybody. Um, but I have to keep in mind, we're seeing like the initial sketches, like the base level clay prototypes. We have no idea where this technology will be in 10, 20, 30 years. It's probably going to look very different from it does now, or at least I hope. Otherwise, I probably won't use it. You know, the thing about VR, a lot of people are saying it's not going anywhere. A lot of people are saying it hasn't gone anywhere. And it's <laughs> been around. If you start thinking about Second Life, which was truly an immersive experience, that was in so many ways a first look at what a metaverse could be. People could go in there. They could create things. They could build things. It was very much a collaborative community. Yeah. And it just never really got off the ground. And they had bands playing there and and concerts and political campaigns. Candidates were like, I got to utilize this thing. This is where everything's going. So why is it now all of a sudden mm. that we're actually going somewhere? Well, I would argue now you have people like Meta and other huge corporations, Microsoft included, that are putting out billions of dollars in investment into it. That's changed. The technology's changed. As stupid as that looks on your head, it's still a heck of a lot more immersive than it used to be. With that, let's get into it. News team, assemble! National Geographic versus Spatial. I'm taking Nat Geo. Okay. What are you taking? Uh, I'm going to do Spatial. All right. Uh, am I supposed to test this right now? Yeah. Just um, click click on the button. Listen, I just got glasses, and I'll tell you, <laughs> I think I need them in here. Holy crikeys. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to lie. This is actually pretty cool. Isn't it cool? Yeah, I kind of made fun of this until right now. How do I get to Nat Geo? You got to just type into the search bar. Type? Yeah, click that. It'll bring a keyboard down. This is the most boomer I've ever felt in my entire life, and I'm not a boomer. Just saying. 
we can't exactly talk about VR. And while while V is deep in the VR, I'm going to actually play a clip. It's going to talk about the evolution and really just some table stakes about what VR actually is. As these technologies have become more affordable and widespread over the years, we see more companies starting to adopt them for some really interesting projects. VR mixes several types of sensory inputs to create a more immersive experience, such as touch, vision, hearing, and in some cases, even smell. <laughs> I gotta say, Ed, as uh, helpful as that video is for some context, watching Veronica over here <laughs> utilizing VR for the first time is truly fascinating. V, describe for everybody listening what the hell you're doing over there. I have no idea. I'm trying to go to Chechia. Also, I'm floating above the earth. I feel like this is what it's like to be dead. <laughs> this is the experience of what it's like to haunt people. Uh, I might need to take this off. Yeah, take take right. it off. I'm, I'm, take uh, it off. You're I'm experienced. Leaving. You're an experienced metaverser. So why'd you pick Nat Geo? Um, I mean, I remember seeing so many Nat Geo magazines all over my house growing up. Now they have evolved to, I mean, television channel, uh, news production, magazines and content just for kids, a podcast, documentary content streaming on Disney+. Plus. And you can actually book trips to physically go places with Nat Geo expeditions. So to be able to expand their offering and now offer expeditions into the metaverse just seems like a natural evolution for uh, what this entity is offering. They launched in 2019 their first step into the metaverse. It launched with just one, Antarctica, and it added a second, Machu Picchu. It's part of an Explore Planet Earth bundle available right now, which is heavily discounted. And right now, if you look at the reviews on this alone, one of my favorite comments was, I see what National Geographic is trying to do, and it was a nice try, but I wanted to explore <laughs> these areas, and you can only go where the markers are. It's a cool idea, but I wish I had the ability to explore and freedom. There's a grandfather who left a review that said him and his six-year-old son were able to share this experience together, which is something in real life they're probably not going to get to do, which is really interesting. The general consensus seems to be, Great, however, too short, and we wish developers would keep it going. So mm. launching in 2019 with only two areas to explore, it did seem like that was the first step, and it's, it's I don't want to say been forgotten, maybe just neglected, as the company seems to be pursuing other things. Well, I mean, they kind of need to see some demand for it probably, right? And I think by no means is there mass adoption of this technology yet. Most people, many people listening, probably haven't even put one of these things on. It's crazy that this is the second episode we've done in VR and I've sneakily avoided it. <laughs> I, was, I think I was afraid I would love it. And I kind of liked raging against this particular mm, machine. Okay. Why right. are you uh, maybe, choosing... Oh, sorry. Maybe you just need some more time with it. Why am I choosing spatial? I think... There is such a shift in how people are working right now. And so there are a few products that are out there that have come together to recreate and build meeting spaces for people. Spaces for people to network. Spaces for people to get to know one another. Spaces for people to have virtual meetings. Spatial is uh, a metaverse platform that's designed... I think very much so about bringing people together and people being able to share experiences together. They focus on culture, events, arts, exhibits. You could go to a digital NFT art gallery and stroll through. 
Yeah, hopefully seems... someone's providing some, <laughs> some nice wine while you're there. It seems uh, very curated towards artists. They tout even the different spaces are built by artists for mm -hmm. artists, which is kind of cool. I think there's something that's kind of special about that. And in so many ways, it's a free app. It's a free app that people can use. And they're trying to break down some barriers and make it so people can make this weirdly not so human experience a little bit more human. Get people out there to connect with one another in the metaverse. So as I was doing research for this episode, I came across this fabulous clip about this correspondent from the Wall Street Journal, this reporter that actually challenged herself to spend 24 hours in the metaverse, which is borderline <laughs> impossible because that battery dies in like 10 seconds. So she's got like multiple, multiple oculus headsets they're charging she's got these rules about she's got her calendar hooked in because you can hook your calendar in there so it's like you're late for a meeting let me play the clip i met up with the co-founder of spatial anand Agarwala, in an nft art gallery with works from ken kelleher aka anchorball on display and this is a what great stop because it turns out i'm in an nft art gallery which sounds like the metaverse to me I quickly had to jump from that meeting to another meeting as another avatar in Horizon Workrooms, an app made by Meta, formerly known as Facebook. Oh, I see. So it's a kind of like you got to really put it on the board. You can even invite people from the realverse who happen to be on their webcams. I felt like I was actually sitting across from my editor, Wilson, in this meeting. It's like in Ghostbusters. I'm a full torso apparition. You don't need legs. <laughs> I mean, no one can see our legs in the, in this video. That's true. How many meetings do you spend where you actually care what people are doing with their legs? Zero meetings. Zero. At least you shouldn't care, right? I think what is so fun about Spatial and some of these other apps that are really focused on creating the experiences, just what she said in her in her reporting, it felt like I was actually genuinely in the room with someone because it's a lot more of a connected experience. Plus, there's less distractions. You can't pull your phone out and be like multitasking with that. That's the Good other point. half of it. You're fully all in. You have something suction cup to your face. <laughs> That's a good point. And I think sometimes it's really easy, <laughs> myself included, to just go to the negative side of something like this. Oh, my God, what could this possibly mean for society? It's people are replacing the human experience with something fake. And mm. I hear in my own circles, it's it's a consideration that makes sense, right? That's an inherent risk with any type of emerging technology like this. However, there are so many opportunities for this to enhance an experience or supplement something that someone couldn't have, whether it is being in a meeting. If someone can't physically get to you or get to where they are, this can be plan B. It definitely offers a lot of opportunities for businesses and also for consumers, which is kind of the perfect pairing for a lot of brands that are exploring this because they're meeting demand. Maybe it's demand that people don't even know that they have yet. That technology will get better. And as the technology gets better, imagine if your glasses right now, you could just click a button and boom, you're in the metaverse. Oh, I thought you were going to say I could like annihilate, like pulverize you. That's an interesting <laughs> thing. That's a nice insight into your head. What's going on in there? <laughs> but think about it. As the technology gets better, as it gets less Oof. invasive, as it gets easier. That's less invasive? I don't know. You could make a case either way. It's interesting, too, that beyond, you know, these two wildly different uh, brands that we talked about, there are definitely some other players that are taking off. Fitness seems to be a huge mm. one. I'm seeing a lot of targeted ads about that. One that we have to mention is Trip. 
with two Ps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a platform that allows people to focus on meditation. Uh, there's guided meditations. It really feels like it's simulating a trip. Yes. <laughs> Um, which are also things that you can get to naturally with things like a sensory deprivation tank. So a lot of the time it sounds like this, like taking some sort of a psychedelic is a fast track to get somewhere where meditation can usually bring mm. most people. However, maybe that makes getting into meditation a little bit more accessible for some that, you know, probably shouldn't just be taking drugs or immersing themselves in a salt tank. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to open up some of the little softer, like maybe a beat saber, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to make fun go. of this. Right into trip. Yeah. As you said, it's it looks more like an SNL skit, their commercial. It honestly does. <laughs> like they take the headset off and they're just like, whoa. Whoa, whoa. crazy. <laughs> Never again. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of, of other apps for working out where people are kind of engaging and the feedback that you see in some of these reviews too, people are like, oh my God, I forgot I was even working out. You're just yeah. sitting there, whether it's slicing the beats or whether it's doing something else, working on some training. Obviously, usually it's just your own body weight that you're dealing with. You're not bringing in weights into the virtual reality realm. See, I feel like, is anyone ever worried they're going to punch their pet because- I'm worried. I think worried. your pet's smarter enough. They're like, oh, God, they're putting the headset on again. What the hell? Do they know how stupid they look? I feel like I would scare the living shit out of my cat if I started just punching nothing. Well, take it home. <laughs> Try it out. Let's yeah, see what happens. Give it a you test You come run. back with a couple scratches. You're like, I got a fight with my cat. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you almost got in a fight with the microphone earlier. I You're really did. Swatting yeah, at it. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Um, one of the other brands we probably have to mention, not to give Zuckerberg any more airtime on this podcast, mm. but it was mentioned in one of the video clips that we watched uh, in preparing for this episode, Horizon Workspace, albeit a meta product, mm. Um the goal is to replace physical meetings and create more interactive experiences. It does seem pretty cool, the concept of being able to collaborate and do interactive workshops. Imagine doing a brand exercise where yeah. you can put sticky notes up on something together with people who you know are anywhere around the world. That definitely brings some uh, interesting opportunities for a world that is more and more seeming to go in the remote direction. Mm. I mean, it's like Microsoft Teams and their uh, ability where you can put in the mode and it looks like everybody's in the audience with you. They're all seated. They can look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that on steroids. I think the thing that people are saying is Facebook's really challenged with the fact ultimately that, I mean, you, you change your name to Meta. We know who you are. And people don't necessarily have the trust that they want to put their business information in. And Meta has now separate accounts, so you can interact with the Metaverse. But a lot of people, I think, are still thinking, oh, I have to use Facebook. I have to use my Facebook right. account for this. It's just kind of weird interacting with people in a mm. business setting with your Facebook profile. Yeah, that is a great point. Few other brands are using this uh, for training modules, which is something that it offers really unique opportunities to something like Microsoft, which created a module to train workers, thinking about how many workplace fatalities there are specifically in um, you know, the trades or in construction industries. If you could reduce that by training people in a space that's a little bit safer, Hilton Hotels, we talked about Hilton winning the recruiting and hiring game on yeah. a previous episode of the podcast. They're using this uh, or piloting this to train new hires. 
So there's definitely a lot of opportunity for businesses to touch VR, even if it's not developing a product and having an offering available for purchase. And I think on the smaller scale, we're hearing about human service providers that are using it to do job trainings and things like that. So developmentally disabled uh, adults can get a sense and a chance. And I mean, even for people that just have anxiety, high levels of anxiety, imagine if before you go to your first job interview, you could practice a job interview on that. Someone that's right out of school. There's probably all sorts of different ways that this technology could be leveraged. It definitely can. I think it all goes back to it enhancing the human experience, not replacing elements of it. Speaking of which, have you seen the Nathan Fielder show that's on HBO called The Rehearsal? No. I can't help but see the parallel there. Did you watch Nathan For You? Oh, yeah. Okay. Whether you enjoy his brand of humor or not, this concept of the rehearsal is him being able to provide and afford people the ability to rehearse a moment just before it's about to happen (laughs) so that they can get it just right. Imagine maybe a breakup or some sort of a very tough conversation, being able to rehearse it a thousand different ways. Maybe VR in so many ways allows something like that to happen. And now for something completely different. So if we had to put this to work, I would just say there is a battle occurring right now for the metaverse. Each different juggernaut brand is coming after owning what is that avatar, right? Because at the end of the day right now in the metaverse, you have to switch from profile to profile to profile to profile. Ultimately, there will be a world where you sign in as one individual and that is your avatar and that's your personality and that's who you are. And like you said... The metaverse is designed to be boundless, right? So the interaction between all of these things is going to evolve and change. I think big picture, though, any marketing professional and business leader should have awareness on how this space is evolving and what it means for the future of mental health, fitness, work, play, networking, you name it, because there's going to be big impacts here. And I would say I'd recommend for anybody listening, get your hands on one of these headsets, You might find your local library has a library of things, someone else that can loan it to you, maybe a friend that has one of these devices. Don't feel like you have to go out and buy one, but put one on and get a feel for the experience because there are significant investments being made in this space. And I think this time around, unlike Second Life a few decades ago, we might actually get it right. There might actually be a real future here with this. And it may not be a future for everyone, but that doesn't mean that there aren't business implications. I did not go to business school. You know who else didn't go to business school? LeBron James, Tracy McGrady. They went right from high school to the NBA. So so it's not the same thing at all. So if you had to take anything away from the episode, what would it be, V? That's tough. I think it would be that regardless of how you feel about VR, if you want to have an opinion on it, you probably should give it a try. If you think VR is the, the death of society, you should just check it out and see what opportunities it affords. It may surprise you. And mine would be, if you're going to put one of these headsets on, go into a judgment-free zone, <laughs> shut the lights off, get out, don't be in front of a window because people will judge you. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks so much for listening to the Brand to Brand podcast. Got an idea for an episode? Hit us up at brandtobrand.co.